This is not going to be a pleasant experience. You are going to see and hear things that are not going to be very nice. Experts divide serial killing into two general types: organized and disorganized. An organized killer brings everything he needs to complete the murder. A disorganized killer improvises. Begin. Listener discretion is advised. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. Rosie, I'm gonna okay. go to the murders first. Okay. Because it shit went down quick. Yeah. Um. So he said they had hung out for a while, and when Wallace was leaving, what do you think happened? He put her in a chokehold. He got a he got one of his little customary goodbye hugs, which he likes to do. Which turns out is a maneuver technique to get them in a you know defenseless basically position. defenseless position, and put her in a chokehold. Jesus. Then he told her he wanted to have sex with her. She said she was sick and couldn't do it. So he was like, "Prove it. Bring me some medication. Bring me a prescription." I'm like, "She can't." I'm like, what do you mean, bro? It's cold, bro. <laughs> So then after forcing her to have sex with him on the kitchen floor. Like uh, an animal. Wallace put her in yet another chokehold until she passed out. He then went to the bathroom, grabbed a towel, and began to strangle her. Except this time she started regaining consciousness a little bit quicker than other people. And uh, she started began, started began like to gasp for air and I guess struggle a little bit. 
So then he decided to stab her four times with a knife. Well, that, that escalated real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so after he had stabbed her and basically killed her right there in the kitchen floor, while her two children are there asleep, the oldest son started to wake up. Yeah, and imagine this was loud as shit. I mean, if he's choking her, you can't make much noise when you're getting choked. No, I mean, you're stabbing someone, though. They're going to make some noise. If you if you still have their, like, windpipe closed, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. You'll hear, like, you'll hear the puncture sound, I guess, but yeah. they, could have, they could have had a TV going. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So the oldest son started waking up, and Wallace actually told him to go back to bed, and the kid did. Because it was something that they were used to seeing around. And uh, he, like, so he had already kind of wiped down some of his fingerprints from anything that could be used as evidence or anywhere they would probably dust for fingerprints. And then he actually used a towel to open the back door so he wouldn't leave fingerprints on that. I'm surprised he left the kids that saw his face Mm -hmm. and knew him Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. killing his mom right there. At least he kind of has a code, right? I mean, he doesn't kill. He didn't kill the kids. He didn't kill the kids. When he left, he threw the towel and the knife over the fence into the neighbor's backyard. Like, what the fuck are they gonna like? They're gonna be like, oh, like bloody bloody. uh, The knife was wiped down, wiped clean. Okay, but bloody towel. You had blood on your hands, bro. Come on. Yeah. First of all, why the fuck is there a towel and knife in my backyard now? Yeah. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least, Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. I was just hoping the neighbor touches it. All the fingerprints are on the murder weapon. Hey, I think they did it. Fuck I don't <laughs> guess she was putting her music on too loud. <laughs> they went over, jumped the fence, stabbed her with their own knife, and then threw it back yeah, on their own side of the fence. Back in their own yard. I'm like, hey, it's mine. I, she came over here and stabbed herself and somehow managed to keep all the blood in her. Yeah. Then went back to her room and died. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, serial killers aren't always pretty smart, you know? I would say most of the time they the time they're, they're above average. Like I would say most of the time if they if they have a long like stretch of getting away with it, pretty intelligent. That's what I'm saying. I think most of them are are actually pretty smart for the most part. And overall. lucky and fucking lucky. Well, a lot of it was pre technology. Like yeah, pre DNA like surveillance cameras, cell phones. Yeah. You know, before all of that became a thing. All right, and so let's move on to uh, the murder of Vanessa Mack. Return of the Mac. Hmm. Or not so much. 
So on February 20th, 1994, uh, Vanessa Mack, mother of two daughters, uh, was found dead in her apartment by one of the girl's grandmothers, the oldest girl's grandmother. Um, she was found lying on her bed with a towel around her neck and blood coming from her nose, ears, and back of her head. So I kind of shortened that bit because the confession is really what tells you what went down. Yeah. So, again, uh, Wallace uh, confessed that he had called Vanessa to see if she was home. And when she picked up, he hung up because he knew she was home. And he walked to her apartment. Um, he admitted his motives were robbery, basically in order to support his crack slash cocaine addiction, and murder. Um, so, again, he tried to maneuver Vanessa into a position where he could apply a chokehold, but she wouldn't hug him. You know, Smart. Some people aren't huggers. Yeah. I mean, I am, but if you try to choke me, I'm a bit better at fighting, <laughs> I hope. Um, I'm also definitely not like in the normal serial killer's type. You're a little thick for that. <laughs> <laughs> All these thick boy hike and bike clubs. <laughs> Makes you harder to kidnap. Harder for the kidnapping. I'm, I'm sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I can take a punch. <laughs> Christ. Um, so when the hugging technique didn't really pan out. So this is the first time that didn't work, huh? So that's got to be a, kind of a shock to him, I imagine. I'm going to tell you this. This man recovers quickly. He knows what he's about. He uh, says you wouldn't hug him, and so then he's like, "Hey, can I get can I get like a drink, something to drink?" So when she turned around, he pulled out a pillowcase that he had brought with him. <laughs> she brought a pillowcase with him. I don't know. He's a big man. That's wore baggy true. clothes. He can hide all kinds of shit in those like That's old big 90s ass clothes. pockets. Yeah, and he strangled her with it. You know. So while he was strangling her and tightening it up, he he explained that's a robbery and that he moved them into the bedroom and demanded her ATM card and PIN number. So uh, afterwards, he, again, forced her to have sex with him. And when they're finished, he's like, you need to put some clothes on. So she starts putting her clothes on. And then apparently the pillowcase is still around her neck at this point. And he just tightened that shit. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. So, strangled her to death with a pillowcase. So, after he killed her, he went to check on the four-month-old daughter that was lying oh, there, and he stayed until she fell asleep. So, he's like, what? weirdly making sure the baby's okay. And then he walked down the street and called a cab. And then he tried to use her ATM card, but the PIN number was incorrect. This, this guy's strange. He's a, he's a, He's a weird fucking cat. Yeah. But it, you're right. He does have some sort of code, though. Yeah. And so these are, like, I think this next two. Yeah, the next two are, like, really rough. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as these opposed, weren't as rough? As opposed to the others weren't, but, like, these, are, these, are, these are, like, super sad. Um, So the Betty Bauckham murder. On March 9th, 1994, Betty Bauckham, assistant manager of the Bojangles on Central Ave, um, did not report to work. Her boss called her in no response. Uh, she missed her shift the next day, and two of her coworkers stopped by her apartment to see if she was okay. Uh, they saw her car was there, and they knocked on the door but didn't receive a response, and they even looked through the windows, saw nothing was nothing was off. 
So on the third day of missing work, her boss, Jeffrey Ellis, because uh, he had already called her mother to let her know. So he called her mother again, and they decided to go to the police. And on March 10th, Officer Gregory Norwood received a call to respond to a girl's body being found in an apartment, and she was unresponsive. And uh, Officer Norwood found Betty's body lying face down with a towel around her neck. Uh, Henry Wallace said that he had went to the apartment and told her he needed to use the phone. And as he was leaving, he placed her in yet another chokehold and told her it was a robbery. This guy he's got his I M.O. Mean, that's that's an M.O., right? That's what he's about. So it makes you a serial killer. Yeah. Um, so he was demanding the alarm code, keys, and the safe combination to the Bojangles she worked at. Um, and after she like kind of given him what he asked for, it took her 30 minutes to disclose the safe combination. So Thank you all for listening, and until next time. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.